This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Some cars are comfy on the inside but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package. But that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated. And right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This holiday season, it's all about the bedroom. And Casper's Black Friday sale has up to 30% off everything you need to make your bedroom your happy place. Only Casper mattresses are made with 86 supportive gel pods to align your spine and eliminate aches and pains. And Casper bed frames are made from the highest quality materials. Give the gift of a better bedroom. Save up to 30% during Casper's Black Friday sale on now at Casper.com. Terms and conditions apply. See Casper.com slash terms for more details. The Medicare annual election period deadline is almost here. I'm Meredith Vieira, here with examples of people who started their search for coverage at MyHealthPolicy.com. Meet Larry. He likes doing things online, so he started at MyHealthPolicy.com. I took my time and found the coverage I was looking for, and done. Next is Mary. When she wanted answers, she picked up the phone. I wanted a local perspective on plans, so I called MyHealthPolicy.com and done. Switched to a better plan. And Michael. I met with a local licensed insurance agent face-to-face and done. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to compare top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including $0 premium plans, or call 1-800-GO-START. That's 1-800-GO-START. Meredith Vieira is a paid endorser. KF Agency operates MyHealthPolicy.com, not connected with or endorsed by the U.S. government or the federal Medicare program. A licensed insurance agent may call. I'm Brian Goldfinger of Goldfinger Injury Lawyers, and you know what makes me mad? When insurance companies deny your claim for no good reason. That's why people call me. I'm the lawyer insurance companies don't want to deal with. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after what was improbably the game of the season for the Toronto Raptors uh, as they took down the Detroit Pistons by a score of 121 to 119 in overtime. Um, Obviously, no one saw the game of the year coming in a random Wednesday night game. Um, In the second half, a back-to-back third game in four nights against the Pistons. Clearly, the Raptors didn't really come out with a lot of energy and treated as such, but oh my God, this game got very intense from pretty much the third quarter onwards, and uh, it included some of the most memorable moments of the season. Like when we look back on this year, it's gonna be a lot of plays from this game that make it to the highlight reel. Anyway, I'm um, gonna start with the beginning, go towards the end. Uh, there's just too much to cover, really, um, with a game like this. So, you know, there's gonna be a lot of excitement that's <laughs> coming up. So, Raptors come out. A little bit slow, uh, as they normally do. Um, 
what was strange to see though was that um it was actually the bench that was really getting worked um they really couldn't get much going on the inside um early on and the raptors fell down um by double digits coming into halftime uh a lot of that was just the raptors you know offensively they couldn't generate a lot against what the pistons were doing and the pistons bench is actually pretty solid um fred van vliet uh and Jakob Pertl, um they couldn't really generate much off that primary pick and roll action cj miles was not you know unconsciously hot from deep like you know how cj is like clay thompson 25 percent of the time and then he's just like a regular shooter the other stuff 75 um tonight was one of those 75 uh and then you know delon wright has been hobbled with a toe injury he actually left the game at halftime because you know he re-aggravated it that's not great um so the raptors were shorthanded and so they couldn't get much offense going and also in the first half i mean it was just like comically bad defense just comically bad play on both ends by serge Ibaka, who um in the like four minutes left in the second quarter there did everyone a huge favor and got himself ejected from this game it was honestly one of the most unprofessional performances i've seen out of a player when you go back and look at some of the highlights of blake griffin scoring it's because serge Ibaka would just randomly ignore him leave him switch for no reason uh and and blake was getting on that end and then the other end Ibaka was just shooting these jumpers like he was he was open i guess on these threes but just so so bad um, not hitting them three fouls in 12 minutes and then you know got himself ejected for talking to the ref so um good on Serge for doing that because he clearly didn't need to play tonight he should have just rested himself if this is how he's going to play of course on the second half of a back-to-back we know how his knees hold up and without his legs his whole game is pretty much useless so tonight Serge a huge big fat L he wants the locker room probably took some snapchat selfies and uh that was that for Serge but the Raptors picked up without him. The Raptors actually fell into a 17-point hole at some point, but towards the end of the second uh, quarter, the Raptors starting to pick it up. DeMar DeRozan, especially with his scoring. Um, but regardless, like I said, they head into halftime with the double-digit deficit. The Raptors actually, by the way, were on ESPN this whole time. Uh, it was like one of those games that got flexed. Um, I guess ESPN wanted to see Blake Griffin in Detroit, and they got to see a lot of that. Blake had a pretty good game. Um, but, uh, yeah, the Raptors, you know, they need to save face a little bit after – uh, everyone's been gassing them up. They had won, like, what, six in a row or five in a row, I think. But, you know, just uh, the Raptors had to do it better. So come, the Raptors came out in the second half. One thing that is rare that has not happened much this season has been, like, Kyle Lowry over everything, those type of moments, and where Kyle Lowry is able to dominate. Um, and as much as I slagged him in, 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 you know, in games before this, and Kyle really had a quiet first half, in the third quarter, he was phenomenal. He was single-handedly responsible for turning this game around, getting the Raptors back into the game. Lowry in that third quarter had two four-point plays off the rookie Luke Kennard. Um, for all Wire fans out there, fuck Kennard. But, um, but also, like, Kyle Lowry driving baseline for an and one uh, setting people up for jumpers, like wide open threes, hitting Siakam, hitting Powell, and just like phenomenal defense as well from, from Kyle, who was kind of everywhere. And, you know, um, it was good that the Raptors kind of, it basically like Kyle really set the tone for the team. And, um, you know, he had some players around him that were energetic for once, like 
Um, Valanciunas kind of picked up his intensity as the game went along. Um, Dwayne Casey went to Pascal Siakam to start in place of uh, Ibaka from the third quarter. That worked out well. Siakam, you know, his energy meshes perfectly with Lowry. Lowry's always been great with athletic dudes that are able to, you know, defend and run the floor, just like when he played with Bismack and stuff. And, um, yeah, the Raptors were able to turn the game around with a 40-25 to third quarter that got the Raptors back in the game. That got, that got the Raptors the lead. But um, that's when it really got tricky because Dwayne Casey really had to shuffle his lineups on the go. Uh, obviously, you know, being without OG Ananobi, who had an ankle injury, being without DeLon Wright, who had that toe injury, and then Serge Ibaka himself kicked out of the game. You know, Dwayne had to get creative, and, uh, you know, he flashed things like C.J. Miles as the four with Bebe as the five behind him. That was exploited to some extent by Blake Griffin, who kind of took Miles into the post, although Bebe did come through with a block. Uh, then he went to a Pirtle and Malcolm Miller front court with Norman Powell as one of their primary scorers. And actually, credit to Powell, by the way. He had a really nice game tonight, 17 points for Powell, just scoring th- uh, throughout the game. Um, didn't play in overtime, but... You know, Powell gave the Raptors a lot more than he's given the Raptors of late, uh, and he had a solid game. Took a, a, a couple good shots for once, um, you know, cutting to the basket uh, and also just, you know, hitting threes. Uh, 17 points for Powell tonight on 7 of 12, shooting 3 of 5 uh, from deep. So good stuff from him. Uh, good stuff from Malcolm Miller, who comes in and did his job. Had a little nice uh, cut to the basket where he finished over some contact. No call, of course. Um and the Raptors were kind of just found themselves in this game where they were just kind of trading baskets with the Pistons. And, you know, unlike the last time the Raptors played the Pistons, where, like, the Pistons were just completely miserable and didn't look like they wanted to play at all, the Pistons were pretty into the game today. And part of that is probably because of the fact that the Raptors, you know, organized for, like, a couple of buses for people to go down to Detroit and to go to Little Caesars Palace. Um, and, you know, that really brought an energy to the game and in the Pistons you know they have some pride apparently I mean it's hard to tell based on the record but um, they had some pride and they played really hard so the, you know the Raptors and the Pistons were trading baskets down the stretch a lot of good execution actually by the Raptors um, not much like slowing down the offense um, getting good shots either DeMar was getting to his spots or Valanciunas getting layups or you know open jumpers for guys like you know uh, Siakam not Siakam sorry guys like Van Vliet and so you know, pretty good execution, and, and DeMar was hitting some really tough shots, too. The reason the Pistons stayed in this game was because they had two monumentally game-changing calls uh, down the stretch, uh, where, one, it was uh, Reggie Bullock kind of went up for, a sh- like, a fake shot, kind of jumped into DeMar, um, and that's just, that's the kind of foul that hasn't been called all season, and it ha- if it is called, it's called on the floor, Um because the NBA has pretty much spent all season legislating that, that foul out of the game. But they gave the foul to Bullock, even though he clearly wasn't shooting. He was just, you know, foul baiting. So that's three free throws that he didn't deserve. And then uh, a couple plays later, um, Bullock came around the screen from Blake Griffin, and Blake Griffin was clearly moving, knocked but DeMar DeRozan to the ground, no call, which left Bullock wide open for three. So that's six points right there that really helped um, pace the Pistons down the stretch. But... You know, like I said, DeMar was executing really well. The whole team was playing really well. Uh, and, you know, it came down to a series of plays <laughs> down the stretch. The Pistons turned to Blake Griffin in the post against uh, Pascal Siakam. Siakam was way too skinny to guard 
Blake, like throughout the course of a game, it's fine. But if they're drawing up specific plays where they get Blake on the left block and he's able to work, that's just not going to be a matchup that helps uh, in, in Siakam's favor. And, you know, the Raptors weren't able to send help in time. And, you know, again, this is a situation where we could have used Surge, but the guy had to be unprofessional and do this. So Blake Griffin got two uh, clutch layups to basically force overtime. But in between those two layups, we had quite possibly the play of the year, definitely the dunk of the year, where the Raptors were down one with 10 seconds left. The, they inbounded the ball to DeMar. DeMar drives the ball the full length of the court, beats like four pistons on his way there, and then drops a two-handed dunk on Anthony Tolliver. And I swear to God, Anthony Tolliver is not allowed to play NBA basketball ever again. Rest in peace, Anthony Tolliver. You had great moments, such as being Spotify Premium Patrick Patterson, and also from the time 